One of the more famous quotes attributed to the second century theologian Irenaeus, who's Bishop of Lyon in France, is, quote, the glory of God is the human person fully alive. The glory of God is the human person fully alive. It's such a wonderful statement that God's utmost desire for creation is that we be fully alive, fully living. Jesus Christ, God made man, took on human form to redeem us, redeem us from Adam and the fall, and let humankind once again flourish. Through God's grace, we are able to participate in the already and not yet kingdom of God. The glory of God is the human person fully alive. As we've gathered together in person again these past few weeks, I've witnessed and, and experienced the glory of God and the smiles and laughter and sheer joy of seeing familiar faces as if for the first time again. Each week we see a few more folks coming out of their shell, out of their bubble, and coming back to worship in person. We're starting to see a return to weekly meetings in the church, the Monday evening Buddhist gathering, the Wednesday fledglings writing group, we even have a couple of Tai Chi classes meeting on Wednesday afternoons. And I'm especially excited about the return of Joe Arn's Bible Quest classes on Monday and Thursday. Pretty soon, the place will be regularly buzzing with drop-ins and pastoral meetings and shared worship. There will be more and more chances to see the glory of God in St. Peter's fully alive. I've just passed my third anniversary here at this wonderful place, and it made me reflect on our time together. That first summer and fall when Mark and I undertook a series of cottage meetings held at various folks' homes and here at the church, it was a chance for us to get to know you and you to get to know us and break bread and hear what makes you fully alive. And over and over again, I watched and heard you speak with incredible pride about the work you are doing in the world whether it was the food pantry, the Guatemala medical mission, the wisdom house in Syria, our affiliation with the interfaith group, moms demand action against gun violence, the human rights crisis at our southern border, or even marching in Conway Pride, and so on. I saw your faces light up when you talked about your experience serving. I thought then and still think that St. Peter's is most fully alive when we're serving. When we get out of this building and get into the community, we come alive. And what better way to experience the glory of God than in service? There's a part of Paul's letters to the Corinthians that we heard read just a few minutes ago that spoke to me all week as I prepared this sermon. Now Paul's writing to the Corinthians to urge them to continue to send money to support the church in Jerusalem, which is having very tough times. He says... Quote, it is a question of fair balance between your present abundance and their need so that their abundance may be for your need, end quote. Their abundance may be for your need. Now, wait a minute. The Corinthians have all the money. What can they get from the poor church in Jerusalem? What exactly is their abundance? All too often as we live our commandments to favor the poor, the oppressed, and the needy, we can reduce them. We can dehumanize them. We make them an other. You see this in social service agencies all the time. Paul here is reminding the Corinthians and reminding us to look for the gifts we receive when we serve them. 
See, that's what makes us different. I'm not saying we don't do this. Claire and team take great joy in welcoming anyone to our food pantry on Saturday mornings. And they're quick to chat with our guests, and especially the regulars. And everyone's day is made brighter. In our trips to Guatemala, I'll never forget the shrieks of laughter and joy as the perfect outfit was found for a young girl. The gift of clear vision returned with a pair of eyeglasses, with this discomfort alleviated by a doctor or nurse. In those exchanges, I saw and felt the almost tangible exchange, that fair balance that Paul talks about. Their abundance was for our need, and ours for theirs, at least temporarily. The glory of God is the human person fully alive. And if St. Peter's is fully alive, is in service, then I, wonder in, then I wonder if in this period of starting over, we shouldn't take a step back and look at our service work post-pandemic. Well, kind of, sort of post-pandemic. I keep wondering how we can do more. Since we finished the Petroselli walkway and are moving toward the selling of the Morgan House, are finally reopening. Witness all the people gathered here. Is it time to turn away from our concerns with buildings and stuff and return or turn back to our service in the community? You've been great at providing new and different items for the food pantry. Toiletries, toothbrushes, feminine hygiene items, diapers are now part of our offering. Thank you. We have more folks signed up for Saturday morning service but we could use still more volunteers, even if it's just to be present. Now, it's doubtful we'll make a trip to Guatemala in 2022. Pandemic is still very much a thing in that part of the world with little sign of relenting. It's heartbreaking to think how many of our wonderful, life-giving clients we've lost in our churches down there. We were able to send some much-needed financial support a couple of months ago, but I know we can still do more. In this kind of, sort of, post-pandemic time, we need to get even more creative about how we do service. We need to look out and see where we can make a difference. A couple of weeks ago, I watched with pride as a St. Peter's heavy contingent led a vigil against gun violence at Simon Park in downtown Conway. A diverse crowd of black, white, young and old, straight and queer participated in the event. It was filled with creativity and imagination as a way of giving voice against the sins of gun violence. This summer, we're blessed with an intern, Trevor Larkowski, who is spearheading our effort to reboot a young adult college ministry. He's come up with a name, Safe Space, which I love. And he's building programming around the very unique needs of this community, programming that no other church is going to offer, like simply being with your people in a safe environment. We're dealing with the stress and anxiety that paralyzes many folks that age, especially in an age of social media and internet bullying. It's also going to address sexual harassment and sexual violence. This is a very real thing for young adults, especially in the college setting. And he's also going to address gender and sexual identity. This is something we've been proud to be leading among churches in Conway, but it's going to continue to drive that even further. As I mentioned, the ministry here will be very unique among the various college and young adult ministries here in Conway. Trevor spent a lot of time understanding the needs of the community and is well on the way to make things happen. 
we have full support of the diocese and are looking at potential grant possibilities. Now, this is the kind of creative service opportunity that I think St. Peter's does exceptionally well. It speaks to our mission as a sanctuary for the community. We will need your help, though. There will be plenty of volunteer opportunities and more to come as we move toward launch. Marilyn Ryszkowski is brimming with ideas for the arts ministry here. The very definition of creativity, it will be exciting to see how the arts can help restore community after so much time of being apart. We can't stop there, though. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. What are we missing? What needs in the community, any community, are we overlooking? We need your ideas, and more than that, we need your time and your commitment. In this time of restart, of starting over, we need more than anything, your help. How can we support the junior high just next door? What challenges do they face as they fully reopen? What's been lost? How can we help? To those watching at home who may not come back to the physical church for a long time, how can we get our Eucharistic Visitors Program going again? We need your help in organizing, training, and visiting. There are more people who need it than ever. What might a transportation ministry look like here? Helping get folks to doctor's appointments or to the store, possibly here to the church. I think now's the time to relook and rethink all these things, to get creative, and to ask ourselves, what else are we missing? I'm confident we can do great things like these and more, because deep in our essence, we are a community that is most fully alive when it serves. As Irenaeus said, the glory of God is a human person fully alive. God's glory is beaming most brightly when we serve. Let's recommit to using our abundances, abundances of financial, intellectual, creative, all those abundances to serve those in need, wherever they are, so that their abundance may be for our need in order that there may be a fair balance. As Paul quoted this morning in Corinthians, the one who had much did not have too much, and the one who had little did not have too little. Thanks be to God. Amen.